I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, Episode 60. Welcome to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. As mother teachers, what we most need is an educational philosophy. Actually, we all have one, but is it a good one? Season 10 will be taken from my series where I've been blogging through the great tradition, classical readings about what it means to be an educated person. After all, learning more about ourselves and our job and our students is key to consistency and sanity over the long haul. Let's dig in. Learning requires the language arts, and even STEM kids need English. In this section from The Great Tradition, Classical Readings on What It Means to Be an Educated Human Being, I felt validated in choosing English as my major. And also, I felt validated in my homeschooling approach. Classical education bills itself as strong in language, and it is. And sometimes that makes people nervous. But language is the basis of wisdom. Yes, this is the bold claim that Isocrates makes. It is through the meaning of language that we both procure and use wisdom. For does not thought require language? Quoting Isocrates, None of the things which are done with intelligence take place without the help of speech, but that in all our actions, as well as all our thoughts, speech is our guide, and it is most employed by those who have the most wisdom. So practice in speaking and in using language, today we would add writing as a method of discourse, is of utmost importance, not just to learn to communicate effectively with others, but even to be able to understand within our own minds. Quote, While we call eloquent those who are able to speak before a crowd, we regard as a sage those who most skillfully debate their problems in their own minds. So by speech, he is not talking about presentation skills, but simply having a treasury of words at hand and actually using them first in our own heads. So vocabulary is not about impressing others. Knowing and comfortably using a broad vocabulary is not for sounding smart, but for actually being smart. If we don't have the right word for what we mean, can we mean it? Can we own that knowledge? Can we make that connection? It's just a vague, nebulous feeling or concept unless we have the words to capture it and think about it. The more specific and accurate the words we have and use, the more specific and accurate the ideas we can process and understand. Writing is for more than communication with others. It is also for communication within ourselves. In thought and in casual conversation, we are not forced to state our ideas logically and defend them, putting them in order. Writing makes the need for such obvious. We have the ability to go back over our meaning and edit and improve. The end result is not simply a piece of communication that someone else can learn from. By going through the process, we learn what logical reasoning and presentation is, We learn to stick to a topic and identify what is unrelated and then cut it, and we are better able to think through issues even within our own minds. 
writing can improve our thinking. Actually, that's the primary reason that I write at all. Sharing my thinking is only a secondary benefit to being forced to make my thinking straight or straighter and clear, or at least clearer, by seeing and ordering the jumble of words in my head. Language is, in fact, cross-disciplinary. Another book that I have read for summer teacher training is Teaching Science So Students Learn Science. And yes, Cicero also had a little something to say about those who want to specialize in mathematics or natural philosophy, that is science, without regard to oratory, that is rhetoric or perhaps language arts. Cicero, quote, Your natural science itself, your mathematics, do pertain to the knowledge of their professors. Yet if anyone should wish by speaking to put these same arts into their full light, it is to oratorical skill that he must run for help. It is speaking, being able to communicate your knowledge to others that makes the knowledge useful, that makes it possible to do anything with the gain of the knowledge. Another quote from Cicero. Neither can one be eloquent upon a subject that is unknown to him, nor if he knows it perfectly and yet does not know how to shape and polish his style, can he speak fluently, even upon that which he does know. And John Mays, a classical science instructor, agrees. Scientists do not merely solve problems. They must communicate with clarity to everyone else. Moreover, a student's understanding of a scientific principle is very clearly indicated by the coherence and lucidity with which he can articulate it. He dedicates an entire chapter to this point and its practical implications, that correct and clear language is vital to the scientific process, and it should be required in science classes as well as English classes. Quote, it is essential, therefore, that in our science classes, we hold students accountable for using language well. Specialization is for insects. A classical, liberal education is one where the broad spread of knowledge is presented, not one where students are encouraged or even allowed to specialize. They might later, but their broad education has given them the foundation they need to be able to think, to communicate, and to understand. Narration of one type or another is the vehicle of learning. John Mays, again, from that same chapter, quote, Show me a student who has understanding, and I'll show you a student who clearly demonstrates her understanding through language. He then goes on to denigrate multiple choice tests or even one-word answer tests. He extols the short answer method. Yes, grading a short answer method is more work for teachers, and it's more work for students, but it actually allows the student to demonstrate understanding and allows the teacher to see what connections might be missing. It's more work for everyone, but it is part of the true learning process and it actually means something, whereas the typical testing formats really don't, although they are easy to enter into gradebooks. Narration, whether it's oral or written, whether it's open-ended, straight, tell me everything you know about, or more focused, explain why X works, is vital to the process of learning as well as the best assessment of that learning. If we can't talk about what we know, we don't really know it. (music) 
And now it's time for this season's Simple Sanity Saver, Teaching Shakespeare. Step four, listen to the play. Although Shakespeare wrote his scripts to be performed, there is still great value in reading his plays with their beautiful use of English. However, there's more than one way to read a text. My favorite way to read Shakespeare with the kids is to give each one his own paperback copy. Multiple copies can often be found at the library or used bookstores cheaply, and also Dover publishes cheap editions without frills. Then we play an audiobook version while we all follow along in our books. Hearing someone who knows how the lines flow while we follow the words helps immensely with comprehension. If I have an unmotivated listener or a non-reader, I'll give them a coloring page to keep their hands and eyes busy while they listen to the audiobook. Dover publishes a book of Shakespeare coloring pages. Having Shakespeare come in through both the eyes and the ears is a great way to foster success and engagement and comprehension with young students. Thank you for listening to the Convivial Homeschool audio blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes, any download links, and also sign up to get an email whenever a new episode comes out. I always appreciate your reviews also and Facebook shares. Education starts with humility. So let's repent, rejoice, repeat. <laughs>